following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. Welcome into a Wednesday edition of Main Street Sports. Today on the program, we'll be joined by Donald Ware with BoxToRow.com. Also, Heather Williams with WCYB-TV out of Bristol. Talk a little NASCAR. Recap the Mid-State Classic uh, between Tennessee and Memphis. The boys were there yesterday. Plus, reaction to the first four. The madness is underway and... Speaking of madness, it is Wild and Wacky Wednesday. Now to a couple of softball-loving sports, toting, zany guys from the Duck River area. Here's Mo and Chris. <laughs> We're something, all right. Oh, Hope you guys yes. are having a great day. It is hump day here on Main Street Sports today. Coming at you live from Columbia talking about all the sports that matter to you in the mid-state from portland to loretto from lebanon to dixon we got you covered so thank you guys for hanging out with us as jp said we've got a great show lined up and we are fired up to get into it but as we do to begin each and every show we have to give you the most up-to-date, com- the most timely and comprehensive coverage of high school and college and pro sports in the mid-state. Well, pros from across the state, but you know. The results and schedule on the rundown. This is The Rundown. All right, on the rundown today, it is fast and furious. We start with high school basketball from the TSSAA State Championships, the 2A quarterfinals, East Nashville over Summertown yesterday, 70-52. It was Power Center, 40, Brainerd, 39. Tyner over Bolivar Central, 66-59. And Milan over York Institute, 62-55. And the 3A quarterfinal, Stone Memorial, Downs Bolton 77-64, Greenville over Jackson Northside 71-37, Clinton falls to Jackson Southside 52-47, Fulton over Fayetteware 78-57. Four A quarterfinals underway as we speak. Third quarter action. It is Dobbins Bennett 37, Coffee County 34. That third quarter action. High school baseball from Tuesday. Ravenwood over Harmony out of Florida 8-3. Providence. Uh, over that's out of Florida. Uh, Downs Ravenwood ten to one. It was Westmoreland nine six over Northview Academy. Nolansville seventeen eight winners over Coffee County. Westmoreland shut out by Monterey two nothing. Blackman five two winners over Dobbins Bennett. Mount Pleasant shut out at home versus Forest Lawrence County three Columbia Academy nothing. Stewart's County uh, Stewart's Creek rather seven three over Siegel. Warren County down Smyrna, 7-6. Spring Hill, 9-6 over Lewis County. Oakland Falls to Tullahoma, 5-4. Fairview, 18. Kolioka, 7. Hillwood over Stratford, 16-4. And then over Whites Creek, 22-3. Loretto shuts out Richland, 4-0. Mount Juliet, 2-1 winners over Dobbins Bennett. Beach, 5-3 over Murfreesboro Central. 
Cornersville, 6-3 winners over Santa Fe. Wilson Central falls to Rockville, 4-2. It was 11-3. Centennial, 2. Frank Hughes, 10-7 winners over Hampshire. Independence, 4-2 over Hardin Valley. Clarksville, 6-4 um, losers to Good Pasture. Dixon County, 11. Montgomery Central, 5. It was CPA, 11. Pope Prep, nothing. And DCA, 6-2 winners over MTCS. Softball action from yesterday. Coffee County, 4-3 winners over Rockvale. Fulton, 12-2 winners over Brentwood. Lawrence County, 3-2 over Loretto. Forest, 5-3 over Oakland. Huntland falls to Siegel, 9-2. And Wilson Central over Blackman, 4-0. Columbia Central downs DCA, 3-2. And Columbia Academy, 13-3 winners over Dixon County. On the pitch, boys soccer yesterday. Oakland 5-1 over Mount Juliet. Laverne 6-3 over Siegel. Station Camp 10-1 over White House. Baylor shutting out Columbia Central 1-0. Murfreesboro Central shuts out MTCS 9-0. NCAA men's basketball. The NIT last night. Vanderbilt at Memorial Gym. Downs Belmont 82-71. Advancing in that tournament. It was uh, in softball yesterday. Junior college Uh, Motlow 12, Columbia State 11, and that, of course, at the Mid-State Classic, a precursor to Tennessee's 8-4 win over Memphis, both of those uh, in Columbia at Ridley Park. Florida State 5-3 over Lipscomb. Juco baseball yesterday, doubleheader for the Chargers, uh, 11-7 winners over Kalamazoo uh, Valley, 6-4 in the second game. Ball State a doubleheader of their own uh, falls to Wabash Valley, 17-12 and 12-11. Uh, other college baseball, Vanderbilt downs Michigan 5-4. Tennessee over Eastern Kentucky, 7-1. The Blue Raiders down Austin P 7-6. Belmont, 8-7 winners over Western Kentucky in 10 innings. And Lipscomb, 21-7 over Tennessee Tech. Again, that's a baseball final, not a football, <laughs> not football. final. NBA action, Grizzlies. 135 to 102 over that team that Terry Taylor, Taylor, whatever, Indiana. (laughs) NHL, the Preds, 4-1 winners last night. All right, schedule for today. Boys action at the state tournament. uh, Bartlett and Beach, Bearden and Cane Ridge, Lebanon and Clarksville. The final three of the 4A quarterfinals yet to come today. High school baseball today. Moore County at Spring Hill. Kolioka at East Tickman. Um, at the Playing for a Cure tournament, Westmoreland versus Pigeon Forge. They'll also take on Carnes down in Gulf Shores. Tuesday scheduled re, uh, Tuesday's game scheduled for Thursday now. Uh, Lipscomb Academy versus uh, yeah, imagine that down at the coast. Lipscomb Academy and Claremore out of Oklahoma. Gallatin versus Hilldale also out of Oklahoma at the Grand Slam Classic. Rockvale taking on Coffee County, Green Hill and Laverne, Columbia Central. Takes on Oakland, Siegel, and Stewart's Creek will battle it out. Dobbins-Bennett versus Smyrna, Dixon County, and Tullahoma. And then it will be Shelbyville um, taking on, if I'm back my place, Murfreesboro Central. Hardin Valley versus Columbia Central. Henry County versus Clarksville. And at the Mookie Betts Metro Classic, Hillsboro and Hillwood, the P-Town Classic in Jacksonville, Florida. It is Ravenwood versus Florida State University out of Florida. Is that right? That is what it says. It must be University High School. University High School. I'm sure it is, but it is is named Florida State University High School. It works. 
Wow. It That's works. a little intimidating. Isn't it? <laughs> Uh, get your tomahawk chop going there. Uh, boys soccer today, Wilson Central at Hendersonville. Zion Christian is at the Webb School. A little college baseball action today. Austin P hosts Evansville. Trevecca is at Union. Softball today in the world of college. The uh, MTSU hosting Austin P. Uh, Quinn and Piac at Lipscomb. Bellarmine at Tennessee men. State in a double header. Bellarmine. Bellarmine. Thank you. You mine men, and uh, that is, I believe, all for today's rundown. Hit the scoreboard. If it's not, it should be. Yeah, there we go. All right. And if we missed you, sorry. (laughs) There you go. Bellarmine in Louisville. Louisville in Bellarmine. I only got one. That's not bad. It's okay. Yeah, Bellarmine. It's a, there you go. I, I said Bellarmine for a while, too, so don't feel bad. Well, it kind of makes sense. I mean, if you read it like it looks. Mm-hmm. It, phonetically, we're yeah. not wrong. No. <laughs> they should learn how to pronounce their name. That's right. <laughs> there you go. Talking to you, Santa Fe. Oh, well, no, I'm, whoa, kidding. I'm whoa, kidding. I'm kidding. Totally kidding. Again, phonetically. It, totally kidding. all those emails to at jpplant at MainStreetMediaTN.com. We love you, Santa I got Fee. nothing to do with that. Yeah, phonetically, man. they're we, not wrong. We have yep. some Santa Fe listeners. I know. Yeah, I know. And we love them. Yeah. yeah. Where, I, how, I, however I, they pronounce it. I didn't name. finish. The, the, the Santa Fe listeners in New Mexico is what who I, I was we getting to. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They're saying it wrong. Looking it at you, New Mexico. <laughs> Get it right. New Mexico. Come on, New Mexico. Oh, man. <laughs> nice. Get, get the green chili out of your face and, and <laughs> get it right. Our first pitch today comes from yesterday's Mid-State Classic, where there is full coverage on MainStreetMurray.com. Please go check it out. And Please. <laughs> Mo Patton and his team did a fantastic <laughs> job covering that yesterday. <laughs> Look, I'm just glad to be part of the team. I, I knew that was coming. Yep. <laughs> I'm just glad to be part of the team. We all just want to be a part of something. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to have a team. <laughs> and he lets us be a part of his team. So Thank goodness. Sh- whatever. <laughs> you know, it's funny, though, because, I mean – Coverage wise, we did cover it as a show. So I mean, we did team up for coverage. It's just funny that <laughs> that it would be my team, so to speak. It's your team. Yeah. Well, you, you post me to coach, right? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, Chris is feeling springy. Uh, if you're if you're only listening and not watching, then you are missing out on the the mint green. This is brand polo. new. I, I can tell. I love it. It looks like it's just out the package, bro. It is. I was curious what color you were going to call that, Mo. Mint green. That's pretty. That's pretty good. What would you call? I don't know. I. I that's. I was curious because I wasn't sure. Yeah. Yeah. You could. You could it's, go in a lot of different directions, but uh, I, it's not metallic mint green like the, uh, you know, Buick Skylock. Oh, good lord! Wow, metallic, metallic mint mint green. green. Yeah, that's, like the Buick Skylock, I guess which you could know. never ever be confused <laughs> with a Corvette. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Marissa Tomei. Yes, yes. I don't remember her name. I don't remember movie. her character name either. Yeah. But, uh, oh, good Lord. We um, are off the rails. Mid-State Classic yeah. Tennessee wins 8-4 to four over Memphis, but had to do it in come-from-behind fashion. Yeah, after Memphis put up four in the first, um, got a three-run home run from – Where the guy caught it in the out, outside the while fence holding the baby. baby. That's pretty impressive. That, that's solid. <laughs> Almost as solid as you getting a picture when of When I saw it. the picture, I was like, oh, this has got to go in there. 
Oh, no question. <laughs> no question. Yeah. Um, Taylor Smurt. Yeah. I no, guess that's how no you pronounce a, that. No e, Can I no buy a vowel, I'm, please? Yeah. <laughs> no vowels in that S- name. SMRT for Memphis. Um, put them up early and um, Tennessee chipped back and finally went out front 5 4 in the fourth. Fifth, fifth, I think. Bottom of the fifth. Fifth on Amanda Ayala's two run home run that drove in former Zion Christian standout, Anna Fox. Which so. was the most important part of that story, by the way. Yeah. So here's what happened. After the game, mm-hmm. they take the team picture. And I'm pretty sure the catcher is the one holding the trophy. And so I whisper, hey, give it to, give the trophy to Anna real quick. And so she hollers, Anna, this one's for you. And I'm just like getting all teary-eyed because that was that was pretty touching. And Anna's like, Are you serious? Like she was getting, you know, teared up. So it was a really cool moment. And that's when I was able to get the picture with her. It was really cool though. Well, and it was also cool because you had left by then, but when I got down to the field and was able to um get her attention, she like looked over her shoulder and kind of did a double like, oh, what are you doing here? It's like, well, I kind of work here, you know, because obviously we knew each other. It's from, been a while. Though. Yeah, it has <laughs> been a while. And so, um, yeah, real good stuff for for Anna Fox for UT, which remains undefeated in the Mid-State Classic with their second win over Memphis, along with two over MTSU and one over Belmont. So, And stay tuned because next year's opponent has yet to be announced. And from talk around the ballpark, could be a headliner. Could be. Yeah. <laughs> that, that undefeated record could be on the In line. Jeopardy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, all right, we're going to take a break. Donald Ware of Boxtero Sports comes at you on the other side, so stick around because we're going to talk about the Southern Heritage Classic and the lawsuit that is now apparently involved in this thing. So things are getting dicey in Memphis. Stick around. We'll find out about how it's going to play out on Main Street Sports today. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck, yes. That'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. 
Want to give back to the student athletes in your community? Obviously, yes. Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Welcome back in Main Street Sports today on this hump day edition. Glad to have you guys with us as we get ready for the remainder of the Blue Cross Basketball Championships, Blue Cross Hoops. We will be live on location Friday for the Class 4A semifinals and I guess the 3A semifinals. That sounds right. Hold on. We will be on location Friday, which will have the 3A semifinals, the 4A semifinals, and the 1A semifinals. So there you go. It's nice to have that handy. <laughs> well, that's the, the old cheat sheet. Yeah. Ahead of Three Saturday's semis at, and, and since this is Friday, these times are all. Yes. Yeah. So the 3A semifinals at 10 and 11.30, the 4A at 1.15 and 2.45, and the 1A at 4.30 and 6. And that um, 2.45 semifinal could involve the Cane Ridge Ravens, coached by Marlon Sims. And that's that's what we're hoping to go see. Yeah. We want to see Marlon Sims coach. coach. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. See him coach. <laughs> want, to, want to watch him coach. <laughs> Contrary to his – A lot of folks out there who – Who want to see Brandon Miller, but we, we want to see Marlon Sims coach. Uh, so, yeah, again, we'll be live on location. Real quick – Broke the story this morning, Mo, uh, and if you picked up our paper yesterday, you might have known it a little bit ahead of time. Uh, um, Summertown has a new football coach. They do. Um, they were in the market for one after Bobby Sharp was hired as Columbia Central's coach from Lewis County. He grabbed one of his former players, Dakota Cruz, who had been Summertown's head coach this past year and defensive coordinator the year before that. So – Summertime was in the market for a coach. They got one, and they got a pretty good one. And, I mean, in all reality, from speaking to some of my coaching friends in this area, little surprising that he chose that job instead of the one Bobby Sharp left. Now, if you read the story, you'll find out what the biggest reason was for him choosing Summertown. So, choosing to leave Rockville for Summertown, there's your tease, there's your information. Do with it what you will, MainStreetMurray.com, and you can find out. We should probably let them know who it is. So. Eh. You guys are good at burying the lead, I tell you. It's called <laughs> stringing them I along. Know, I know. <laughs> By the by the way, we're we're about four minutes away from Donald. So okay, cool. Four yeah. minutes away. Oh, we can we we can. We're not on any time constraints here. Tell them who it is, Mo. Rick Rice, who led Wayne County to a 2011 Class A state championship, is the new coach at Summertown. He has been at Rockvale for the past three years. Led the Rockets 
in their third season of football competition to the Class 6A six, six playoffs. So, I mean, you're talking about a guy who's been successful pretty well everywhere he's been, 210 career wins in 31 seasons, um, six double-digit seasons, again, a state championship in 2011, and coached three Mr. Football winners, including two of his sons, Two of his three sons. The one son that did not win Mr. Football did win the state championship. So he's that works. He's probably got bragging rights, I think. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> rings but, over trophies, I mm-hmm, guess. I guess. Yeah. Um but yeah, that, that story is available for your reading pleasure at MainStreetMurray.com. Um one other thing I was gonna mention, I forgot what it was. Darn. Completely forgot. It'll come back to you. I guess. It had something to do with high school. But anyway, um, a quick update to that boys basketball state championship game. Dobbins Bennett, who was trailing at halftime, 28-25, has now taken a seven-point lead, 53-46, with just under three minutes to go in that Class 4A quarterfinal over Coffee County. So... I'm not going to say they're definitely going to win, but they certainly have a better chance than they did moment, you know, a minute ago. So there you go. Um, it looks like Donald is trying to attempting call. to get in. So yeah. we will talk to him here in just a second. But uh, again, to set this up, Jackson State and Tennessee State, who play or have played annually in the in Memphis at the Southern Heritage Classic, Jackson State tried to pull out of their contract and then decided to go ahead and play the 2022 game but would not play past 2022. The Southern Heritage Classic promoters said, we got a contract. (laughs) But you signed this contract, Mm -hmm. see? And yeah. And to me, that seems like you should, you know, keep playing this game as long as it says so on this contract. Now, understandably, you know, I, I get both sides of this. I, I get the, you know, Jackson State is already playing in two classics and now another one with the, with the SWAC challenge or whatever. But Tennessee State is now losing a game. Tennessee State is the one is the one who loses here along with Memphis, obviously. But Tennessee State's the one who's got to go find who's got to go out and find another ball game. I don't, I don't, I don't understand the both sides side of this because again, there's a contract. Here's the thing: I'm not sure that Dion Sanders was involved with. I, I, no, listen, <laughs> the a, contracts do not become null and void just because of a coaching change. When it depends on the people who signed the contract, are they still there? Then let's go for it. There's there there's a good argument to be had on the other side, and I'm not going to get into it here. But there, I understand where they're coming from. Look, there's a lot going on. The logistics of everything. They shouldn't have agreed to the SWAC challenge until this contract was over. Is what should have happened, or the SWAC should have done this with someone else. That's not what happened. So now there's a lawsuit, and the Southern Heritage Classic has the paperwork to back it up. 
So let's uh, let's dive in. Let's do. Because from Box Row Sports, joining us now is Donald Ware. Uh, Donald, thanks for taking some time with us. We appreciate it. Um, tell us what you know. Uh, what, what you know latest on this lawsuit involving the Southern Heritage Classic and Jackson State. Yep, absolutely. I appreciate you guys having me. So, I mean, what I know is just, you know, the report that I read um, with respect, uh, and I've read it in footballschool.com. Um, and I've, I've, you know, I've worked with Fred Jones in the past. Uh, and, I mean, the Southern Heritage Classic has done a great, he and his staff have done a great job, um, you know, in terms of promoting it. I, you know, if you're if you're if you're asking me my opinion, I mean, I just think that. I mean, and I heard you guys talking. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of this is is you have these conversations not publicly, right? Like, I think, you know, I think I think when you look at Deion Sanders, he's doing a little bit too much, in my opinion, um, because a he's the football coach. You have an athletics director. You have a president. So I think these are some conversations that if, if you're not satisfied with the amount of return you're getting, um, then that's fine. Let's have those conversations with, you know, with, with, with the company and then figure out, okay, how can we, you know, better do this moving forward? I thought the initial, you know, initially with them just saying we're not going to play the game uh, was very bad. You know, at least coming back to the table and say we're playing it one more year was better uh but still you still got two years left on the contract and when you sign a contract i mean you got you, you know you you should honor that contract so i don't know i just i just think uh it's it's a bad look all the way around it's not good for whether it's uh whether it's jackson state whether tennessee state whether it's you know smc now even the state of mississippi is 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 to a degree involved in this too so it's just not it's just not a good look all the way around Donald Ware with Box2Row.com, um, one of the leading voices on historic, historically black colleges and universities, athletics coverages in the country probably with us here on Main Street Sports today. Um, Donald, this is just one front for Tennessee State to deal with these days because as you look at their membership in the Ohio Valley Conference, uh, they're, they're kind of up against it with, with the membership changes that they've had here over the last year or so. Um, and this is a fan base that certainly a faction thereof has championed moving to the Southwestern Athletic Conference, which is where Jackson State is, by the way, for a long time. Do you feel like there has been any that, – that that has gained any traction or are we anywhere close to that actually becoming a, a reality TSU to the SWAC? I don't think so. I, I, I personally don't think so. And, I, you know, to, to, your, to your guys' point, I've been – you know, I've been well. I've been doing box to row for about 16 years now, and there's been a lot of talk of, of that um, over the years, the possibility um, of that. But I think where Tennessee State sits right now, because if you listen to the comments by the athletics director when he spoke with the Tennessean, I mean, they're looking to make an FBS move. You know, so uh, possibly. I mean, it'd take a lot of work to 
I mean, it takes a lot of work to do that. I mean, even if you look at a, at a program like a North Carolina A&T, who I've had, you know, I'm the play-by-play voice for A&T. I don't have all the intimate details within the athletics department, but I mean, it's going to take a lot of money for even A&T to compete now uh, in the Colonial Athletic Association. So you got to be able to raise that kind of money if you're uh, Tennessee State. But I think if you're Tennessee State and you're looking to make a move to the FBS, as the athletics director has stated, then it, it, to me it wouldn't make any sense to make a move to the SWAC. Now, let's say you're not making the move um, to the F, uh, to the uh, to to an FBS conference. And by the way, I mean if you're going to make a move to the FBS conference, you know, to an FBS conference or a group of five, I mean, you want to you definitely want to go American uh, and and Mac, right? I mean, those are the two ones. Like everybody else, I mean, when you look at the TV money and all that, it's not that not that great when you look at conference usa and so on and so forth um but even if they don't make that move you now have sort of um uh, a situation where the big south and the and the obc have aligned in terms of a football agreement um so i don't i don't is that you know now now the thing about the swag though uh, it is a traditionally, as you all know, HBC, you know, HBCU conference. It's got a lot of notoriety um, and all of those kind of things. So if you're looking for that, then maybe it is a good move. But I, I don't know. I think where Tennessee State is right now, from what I've read, I think Tennessee State would be looking more for a move to uh, to the FBS uh, than it would be looking to make a move to the SWAC. Unfortunately, that gets infinitely harder as the new constitution has been ratified across the FBS. So I'm not sure that any move is possible at this point because they'd need to do it in the next year, year and a half. And I don't think that's anywhere near a possibility. So that's that's unfortunate. Meanwhile, the OVC is kind of crumbling around them, it feels like. And this wouldn't just be a football-driven move when you think about the fact that Belmont – is leaving the conference as well to go to the Missouri Valley. You know, Murray's going to the Missouri Valley. Austin P is going to the A-Sun. Is that right? Um, Eastern Kentucky's already gone. Um, uh, again, they've got the football alliance with the Big South, but other sports are going to suffer as well, it, it feels like, as long as TSU continues in the Ohio Valley Conference. Now, they've – you know, they brought in Lindenwood. They brought in right. – um, they've got Indiana, um, Southern Indiana, I'm sorry, moving up from D2. I guess Lindenwood will be moving up as well. But it, it yeah. feels like a lot of uncertainty to me with the OVC. And I'm, I'm a guy who kind of grew up in the OVC having attended Middle Tennessee State when it was a member. But it, it just feels like – Things are really tenuous with this conference at this point. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think you're right. I, I just don't know from you know, and maybe there maybe there are some talks with other you know more 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 expansion in terms of partnership with either the Big South and the OBC or perhaps another conference for the non football piece. To your point, so the basketball piece. And, and all of the other sports as well. Perhaps there'll be some conversations um, beyond the uh, with respect to, to that. But again, the way that 
the athletics director is talking, I, I, you know, they're looking to that. That would be, that would definitely be a lateral move. If you, you know, again, does it make does it make sense from a historical standpoint? Well, yeah, it does because it's, you know it's an HBCU, meaning Tennessee State, amongst other HBCUs, which you currently have twelve of now. Uh, but but again, maybe the OVC maybe having some other conversations with either the Big South or some other conferences in terms of um, uh, partnerships with respect to some of the other sports. And I'm hoping because you're right, if they're not having those conversations, then then you do you have you you have you do have a big issue. The reason we talked about the SWAC in Tennessee State is because Jackson State is obviously in the SWAC, and that would. Eliminate some of these issues. <laughs> yeah, but potentially. The, the, because if, if Tennessee State and Jackson State are in the same conference, and I guess the the Southern Heritage, as it relates to those two, could is continue. no longer. Well, it could continue. I guess or, it could continue, or you would just go home and home, or you could go home, home in Memphis in a three year rotation. I mean, it creates some some opportunities that, as long as they're in separate conferences, don't necessarily exists certainly going to be interesting watching the southern heritage classic dynamic as well as tsu and what happens with them so um interesting yeah to be sure. and so yeah. you know where we stand now is there will be a game played in 2022 in memphis beyond that we're not sure depends on this the, the result of this lawsuit uh if if an injunction i guess could be filed and they make them play I, I don't know i mean but people buy out of contracts in sports all the time so it yeah, it, it could just be do. a buyout it could be i mean i think that i mean because i think i think smc has a really good case and that's the thing about it they have they, they have a really i mean to your point it's in writing um you've got and it, it, you know it's it's i i don't you know Jackson State, there's too. I think there's just too many people talking on behalf of of Jackson State in this particular situation. Now, maybe maybe Deion Sanders is the spoke. Maybe Deion Sanders is the spokesman uh, for Jackson State by way of with the athletics director. Maybe they mandated. I have no idea. I'm all I'm saying is you have a situation to me where Deion Sanders. And what he's saying is, you know, it's a check that Jackson State's not going to be not going to be able to it's not able to cash because of some of the things that he's saying here. Mm-hmm. And I think SMC has a really really good case. So, you know, we'll see. You're right. I mean, could they make an injunction to uh, possibly make them play? I, I don't know, but it, but there's there would be some kind of financial windfall out of this if Jackson State were not to play in this game. And all parties agree, you know, all parties don't agree. Uh, then you have to ask yourself, okay, if your Jackson State is playing in these other games, worth not playing in the Southern Heritage Classic because you have to pay a fine or whatever the case may be. There's a lot of questions uh, marked, and it's just really an unfortunate situation for one of the better classics with respect or in HBCU football. There you go. No doubt. No doubt. Donald Ware with Box2Row.com with us here on Main Street Sports today. Donald, um, really appreciate your time and your insight. And um, we may be reaching back out to you as this situation continues because it it doesn't sound like it's going away anytime soon. 
no, we'll, we'll be we'll be talking about it uh, on, on our show this weekend. And I, I've got a, you know some more thoughts, especially from um, the Jackson State side of things. But I agree, and I and I just hope it does, guys, because it's too great a class. Like I get Deion Sanders made some statements I agree with. Hey, you know we why do we why do we necessarily need uh, in part I should say agree with. Why do we need a promoter to promote our game? I'm good with, but th- but that's fine, right? Because maybe you could promote it yourself. I don't know, but SMC has been doing it for in excess of thirty years. They know what they're doing. Yeah. You want more money? Let's have that conversation. That's okay. It's not a football game. It's an event, and you need somebody to put on the rest of the stuff. And and, and part of the reason that the Southern Heritage that Fred Jones is doing it is because I got the impression the schools didn't really want to, and I don't know that they do want to. So, it again, it's it's yeah. going to be interesting to watch this thing progress and see where it goes from here. But again, Donald, thanks for your time, man. Tell people where they can find you and your show. Very good. Well, I appreciate the opportunity and um, the, the show. You can listen to the show uh, Fridays, uh, six p.m. Central Time at seven p.m. Eastern on ESPNU Radio on Sirius XM. Uh, and then also uh, Saturday morning, 8 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on Sirius XM Channel 142. And then they can also, if they want to listen to a radio station across the country that carries the program, then just log on to our website at boxtorow.com and click on the affiliate link. There you go. Thank you, Donald. We appreciate it, man. You got it. Thank you, fellas. Appreciate you guys. All right. Donald Ware, boxtorow.com, talking about the – Southern Heritage Classic and Tennessee State and Jackson State and all that goes with it. And there's a lot going on with it right now. So plenty to get to. All right. Let's talk some March Madness on the other side of the break. It will be a little, uh, it won't be short, but it won't be long. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, come back with it. Be just right, huh? For Cinder um, Goldilocks. Goldilocks. There we go. Not too hot, not too cold. We'll be right back after this on Main Street Sports Today. sports fan want to have fun and get in on the action heck yes that'd be awesome have great attention to detail want to stay active definitely want to give back to the student athletes in your community obviously yes then you'd make an excellent high school sports official we need more officials in tennessee because with no high school officials there are no high school sports sign up today at highschoolofficials.com Welcome back in to Main Street Sports today as we are continuing this hump day edition almost on the backside of hump day. No halftime today because we need to get we need to get into some NCAA tournament stuff. One, 
Um, last night was not great for my Cinderella hopes because I really thought Wyoming had an opportunity, but Indiana said, not so fast, my friend. We're still part of the Big Ten. <laughs> Whatever that the, means. Here's the thing. I thought whoever won that game was going to beat St. Mary's. Mm-hmm. So Do you, you still, still feel that? that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I okay. absolutely still feel that way. I did not realize that Mike Woodson was the coach at Indiana, nor did I realize he went to Indiana. Oh, yeah. Until last night. So I, I realized it. Um, played for, obviously, <laughs> Robert Montgomery Knight. Robert and, Montgomery. And he has been heralded as the guy who's going to bring – the Indiana basketball community back together. I mean, he's got Knight's approval, which may be the first coach that's been there since he left that actually got the seal of approval from Knight. But um, it's it's been a struggle, I think. I mean, we've seen what Tom Crean can do to a program. <laughs> so, man. I mean, getting getting back from that is not – necessarily easy even uh, if you are indiana I, I tell you what uh, i guess Dwayne wade was was a more significant college basketball player than we imagined because that's that's been the guy i guess that's the guy who put marquette on the map and Crean just happened to be there at the time i guess but since then well he obviously can re- recruit individual players Highly talented individual players. Now, can he coach a team or coach a program? That's obviously thus far the answer no. seems to be no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at Indiana and at Georgia, and you know, it's odd to me that Georgia basketball struggles when you talk about all of the talent in that Atlanta area. I mean, if you could just put up a fence, as some coaches like to say. It's not that easy, though. Not in college basketball. College basketball is a different world. But, and Georgia's uh, but just again, not known for it. Again, though, uh, if you get that one transcendent player like that Dwayne Wade, and you don't need nearly as many for, for basketball as you do for football. Sure. So, I don't know. It's odd dynamic. Nonetheless, Indiana looked really good last night. I, I think they'll beat St. Mary's. And we heard this on whatever show we were watching yesterday. But St. Mary's plays a real they, – they like to slow the ball down. They want to play a half-court offense. Well, mm-hmm. in the NCAA tournament, that's how you get beat because games end up being 50 to 46, and it's easy to stick around against mm-hmm. a team who can't go on a long run. Did you notice where that game is going to be played and where Indiana has to travel to? Uh, Oregon, Portland, Port, yeah, Portland, Oregon. So in 44 hours from last uh-huh. the other game last night, they had to travel to Portland and play that game, which is not far from St. Mary's campus. Well, a lot that, closer than Indiana or yeah, Dayton is. That's a long, long flight. It is, but I yeah. don't think it's going to matter. It and may not. Here's, here's the reason, and that's I mean, the reason day, why but... is because St. Mary's wants to play half court offense, so it's not like they're going to get too tired. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to be running up and down the court. So the, yeah. the second half in the last five minutes isn't going to be them gassed, is my point. So Shouldn't that's be. how you get beat in the NCAA tournament, especially by a good team like Indiana. So anyway, um, 
talk about Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt gets a win last night over Belmont. Had to come back to do it. Belmont jumped out pretty early and and held on for most of the first half, but then Vanderbilt in the second half really put it on them. I hate that this was a first round in yeah. NIT matchup because you know uh, a win in this environment would have been huge for Casey Alexander and Belmont. Um, but at the same time. The continued emergence of Jordan Wright for Vanderbilt has been really, really nice, and it's something for them to kind of hang their hats on going into this offseason, however far they go in the NIT and coming back for next year because you got to feel like Scottie Pippen Jr. is gone. You would think. Again, depends on the projections. But, uh, yeah, talking about Jordan Wright, you know, and and Scottie Pippen, he only scored 10 points last night. Uh, Was like two of seven from the field. Pippen. Uh, yep. Uh, Ofer at, uh, from three-point range. But you had Jordan Wright scoring 20-plus. Chapman, of course, is um, staying healthy, which means a lot. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then and the big, tall uh, center. Leon uh, Robbins. Leon Robbins. Yeah. He's, he's just a slow progression getting better and better every game. Mm-hmm. And then that makes uh, Melora Brown even that much more uh, better, you know, they had combined last night like 24 points and nearly 20 rebounds between the two of them. That's pretty good from that center position. I'm going to tell you what, man, Jordan Wright in that Kentucky game. Oh, I thought he was going to bring him back by himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If they had had another minute and he got he a might- couple more shots, I think they would have done From behind the arc? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's a lot to like about this Vanderbilt team right now. And – that was the question in a lot of folks' mind. You know, what does a healthy Vanderbilt team mm-hmm. look like? Well, I think you're seeing it. Yeah, absolutely. Vanderbilt, you know, one of the things that they did last night is they went to the zone defense. And typically against Belmont, if you go to a zone, they're going to shoot you out of it pretty quick. Well, they didn't last night. So, worked out. Um, it worked out for Vanderbilt. We do not – we cannot get to this – Okay. Because it is far too deep of a discussion to get to today. I think the swag was, bags again. I think it will still. It's very relevant tomorrow oh, yeah. uh, as well. So we'll talk about it tomorrow, and I'll be able to give JP the pictures because I think it's important for folks to see the difference. And yeah, that was a big thing last year, obviously. So, so. Mm, equity, not we'll so much. See how far they've come, if at all, or haven't. <laughs> well, there's there's equity, and yet it's somehow worse. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Mm. Let's take a break. Come back with the second half because we need to talk about the Braves. We need to talk about some NASCAR. And it's still Wide and Wacky Wednesday. So all of that coming up right after this on Main Street Sports Today. Stick around.